how you been? It's been a while. Very well. Um, how how was your Christmas? What? No, it was just <laughs> it's just very formal. Have you been? Oh, very well. <laughs> very well. Thank you for asking. Yes, yes. I top. I've been top notch. That's what happens when I'm not drinking, and I'm just drinking water out of a mug. Oh, Become very civilized, Nick. Very civilized. Oh. Very civilized indeed. Thank you for asking. Yes, I have been capital T terrific. Um, I have. I had a really nice break. Um, did you? Yeah, I had a lovely break. I was over um, in Australia for like three weeks all up. Yeah, it was long enough long. to actually kind of fuck with my um, my uh, like body clock and everything. When I got back, I was like hungry at all kinds of weird times. I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> when do you usually get hungry? I get hungry at six forty-five a.m., eleven thirty-five a.m., four forty-five p.m., and then at around nine thirty at night. How are you not fat as fuck? Because I only eat two peanuts every time. <laughs> that made me feel very uncomfortable. This is what it's like when I've been drinking and you haven't. So you just, you need to, you, it's a flipped, it, we flipped the switch. Um, did you, what did you think of the Golden Globes? I, I, I watched it, but as I tend to with those award shows, I always watch it after it's aired so i can fast forward all the shit that's boring because there's so much in those ceremonies which is so boring um what do you think of gervais gervais i liked i liked him i i i'm not surprised now to see so many um grumpy celebs in the crowd that you'd think would have like a better sense of humor but don't like it's always slightly weird where it feels like some of the like up and coming celebs find it funny because they're still kind of on the outside and they like get yeah. what he's doing. But then once you hit that sort of tier of prestige, you know, Tom Hanks is kind of just like frowning or looking confused and stuff. You're like, come on, Tom, you know, yeah. you know, it's just a joke, right? Yeah. And I don't even think, I thought he was brilliant <clears throat> and I don't even think that he was, he was, he was less provocative. He was less targeted so, at individual yeah. people this year and more at like, the overarching like industry. Yeah. There was not but actually think... that many like Tim Allen jokes in the, in the way, you know, or Mel Gibson jokes in the way that he no, classically they didn't... did. They gave him the monologue and then they didn't really give him that many introductions of people. But I think that would be his choice now. I think if he comes back think... to this thing, he has total control over what he wants to do. And he just probably thinks of the, you know, six people that he can make a crack at that he finds funny in those introductions. And then says, yeah. that's all I want. I'm going to do my 10 minutes at the front. I'll pop up four more yeah. times after that. And then I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I liked how he said, um, <laughs> you're no, you're in no, you're, you know nothing about the real world. You're in no position to lecture anyone. So get your award. Thank you, God. And fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was fucking. But unbelievable. I mean, he's a little bit, um, he is a hypocrite for saying that as well, because he does come out with shit which only he would, you know, say or do, being in a pr- position of like rich person privilege now. Like, sure. He's, he, he, but I, you know, it doesn't mean it's in a, it's untrue to tell those people that either. It's just a little yeah, bit of hypocrisy. Yeah, probably. But it is fun to watch for sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I don't think it's gonna like. They've already announced that Amy Poehler and Tina Fey are back next year. That'll mm. be fun. Um, but yeah. I don't think anyone actually watches those awards for the awards because it is 
known to be such a sham. It's like 12 anonymous, like, European critics who just decide this shit arbitrarily. They're very easily wined and dined. All the stars are only there because they just get to have a drink, (laughs) you know? I don't think any audience members actually watch that show looking for, like, validation of their favourite movies or whatever, right? So totally, and I was I was thinking this, and I, like I I, lo- I eat this shit up, um, and the Oscars as well. I I really love it, but I'm. But I see, the Oscars about... is different though. The Oscars has thousands of voters, right? Like that at least has some cred- credibility as coming from the industry, right? But the voting system still is not. It's, I mean, what was last year was Green Book. The year before was Moonlight. Moonlight. I mean, these are no one's. No one's favorite films, uh, and the voting criteria. I think, I think you sent it to me. No, I think, I think they are people's food, favorite films. It's just that the the makeup of the society still skews to a certain demographic, right? I thought that the voting system that they that they have basically um, makes it so that the second and third films get a push up to number one because number one. Like people's number one films are typically very subjective, but the two and three are kind of more unanimous. I don't know how the Academy scoring system works, but if that's right, it sounds vaguely familiar now that you say it. But if they like sum up all of the the second place and third place voters, and there's more of those than any of the individual first place, then maybe it does, you know, bubble up those more mainstream consensus hits. But arguably, it should, right? Isn't that the point that you're looking for a consensus from the Academy? And if most people sure. call it everyone's second film and more yeah. people said that, then it was, you know, La La Land got for first, right? Yeah. Then well, I I mean, that's how we elect people here, yeah. I guess. But even still, the idea of pitting art up against each other or putting Joaquin Phoenix's performance up against Robert De Niro's, it's bullshit. Oh yeah, because they're just different performances. So that that is complete bullshit. And yet, every time I'll eat it up. I think that doesn't mean anything. Sorry, I think the most. Um, uh, you're right that it doesn't mean anything. But I can understand how, in the moment as well, if you get the like, the nom for, you know, best performance, you'd be Absolutely. feeling like, holy shit! Like all my peers love me. Absolutely. Like, I, I get the response, but um, no. If it happened the, to uh, me, I would lose my shit. Yeah, um, don't count your chickens. Um, the, I don't think you're going to win an Oscar. Really? No. What about a You win a, a Tony. Sag. <laughs> yeah, you might a get Tony. a SAG, but you're just too, you're more of a character actor. You don't have the mainstream okay. appeal of an Oscar. I appreciate, I appreciate you saying anything about my acting. Um, do you see like Can a flash it? in the back of my, um, room no. I really think that my light just like electrically exploded, <laughs> but eh, why we'll don't you going. have any art in your room? I find it too confrontational. What the fuck? <laughs> what, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know what? You can choose the art. You, you what? can choose not to have confrontational art. It just you know, It's just a bit much, you know. You don't have to have Nazi propaganda. <laughs> oh, okay. I kept that furled up for most places anytime. Um, I, I don't know. It's just... Uh... It's quite, uh, I just don't know how to, uh, I just don't have it here. And, you know, do I want to, do I want it framed? That's going to cost money. I do have a poster that I have curled up in a, here. Yeah. 
I do have some art in my room. It's in this um, packaging tube from when it was sent. What is it? Obviously, it's a uh, picture of Justin Thoreau walking down a flight of stairs. That's pretty cool. It is. It's also... Um, What's that for? The Leftovers. Should I watch that show? It's really oh, good. I'm not going to watch it, am I? You're not going to watch it because you don't is watch it, TV. Is it fantasy or something? No. No, it's very good. It's about a... Um, it's, it's set in a world in which 4% of the world's population just disappears overnight, just completely evaporates, and there seems to be no mm-hmm. pattern or, or reason to it or whatever, but it's not the purpose of the show. You, you never find out where these people went or why. The question is, and the drama of it is, how do people cope with the grief of losing people and not having an explanation? Do they turn to religion? Do they turn to um, sadism or self-harm? Do they join cults? Do they try and ascribe meaning to something which is, you know, implicitly meaningless? Um, it's it's about how people cope with the loss and cope with grief. It's quite a sad show. It's also very terrific and very cathartic and very clever and very well written. And it's got mm. great music by Max Richter. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a very good show. Um, you know what I watched, and you probably scoff at this, but I watched um, Don't Fuck With Cats. <laughs> okay. That was good. What's Don't Fuck With Cats? Also, the worst title for a show I've ever heard. Um, it's like this um, three-part crime thing. It's not like true crimey, but this it's thing happens. true. It is true. Oh, it is. Yeah, but it's about it's kind of like catfish oh. mixed with uh, something else, you know. Um, but it was so good, freaked me the fuck out, and we didn't sleep for like three nights. <laughs> well, that's a very good recommendation for a crime. Uh, what Netflix series or? Yeah, Netflix series. It, the the title was inexplicably bad because it's based off something thematically. It relevant. just sounds like yeah. it sounds like some. It's going to be some internet cat video thing yeah which it's not which it is kind of but like not no it's not the thing it's not totally right yeah anyway that's my tip cool um welcome to deep four i guess this is a this is a podcast uh we do it on the regular now that we've had our uh little diversionary christmas break we'll be back on a regular schedule again we're going to aim for two weeks like always you can rely on us except when it doesn't happen uh sitting through the internet with me michael say hi michael hi michael hi from your nice new house staring at a mirror and connection a bit better it is so much better oh my gosh i I switched to internode like you said and there you uh, go yeah um and my name's nick Oh, you got so close. I thought you'd say hi to me, but no, no. Just, no. You just said who I was. Not how I roll. Not how you roll. Uh, <laughs> I get a feeling from this episode, it's going to be a bit of a grab bag. You know, we, we haven't spoken for a month. We're going to catch up. Um, so if you're looking for deep and meaningfuls, uh, we will, you know, next week, next week. We're going to be on the regular. I've got my, I've got my own um, deep fort notes thing. Okay. You've you got a separate, the... you've got a private one. Yeah. Oh my god. Because because sometimes I write things down. Uh-huh. And it's a- absolute nonsense. So I don't want to so put it in So for my own the... safety, I'm not allowed to see it. It's basically just thoughts. Like if I died 
And the cop and I died in like in under suspicious circumstances, and the uh, cops went into my phone. Uh huh. That I don't know. That would be very incriminating. Surely, then you want me shared with it so that I can remotely delete that, um, and then like remove all the you know questionable content there. Well, I wouldn't mind a bit of mystery. Okay. After I'm dead, I mean okay. that can be my legacy. It's not a great legacy a if no one knows whether or not it's intended. <laughs> There's no better legacy than ambiguity. Well, it'll keep people talking about me yeah. for a bit longer. People go like, you know what I mean? why was that belt around his neck? If, if I thing? did die, if I did die. When? Would you do like a episode where you just like did highlights of me and just talked about me and stuff? <laughs> Would I um, stitch In together? In memoriam pre- episode. Would I stitch together previous episodes take your dialogue out of context and use it to like make it sound like you said really stupid things probably <laughs> yeah good you, luck can you just give me can you just give me some random comments here which i can use in the future to sort of yeah twist your words a little bit it's not so much that it's just like how i've um written the notes shorthand like yeah. one of them is um guy masturbating in the street actually mm-hmm. i can tell you that one the other day I was walking not far from my house and this is at like 9.30 in the morning and there was uh-huh. a man completely uh-huh. naked completely. in the middle of the street, what? completely naked, jerking off. Like with right. his dick. Next to a school and he was like yelling and he was ducking next in and out. Next to a school? In, it was next to a school, yeah. It's fucked. Oh. And he was ducking in and out of people's front yards. Like coming out onto the road, jerking off, wow. running back into another yard, and I had my headphones on. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" There was a, another young guy just up ahead, videoing, and videoing. I took out. He was videoing him, and I took out my headphones. I was like, "Is this really happening?" And he's like, "Yeah, I live around the corner. This is like the third time it's happened this week. Um, nice. I've called the police." And then I stood with this guy. I said, "Do you want me to wait with you?" And he said, if you don't mind. And we were trying to keep like a, a safe distance. Safe distance. Because he was like in his, probably in his 60s or 70s. But I don't know. He seemed, Dementia he was like rattled. yelling at us. And it was kind of like scary. But yeah, <laughs> it felt like I could outrun him if need be. Yeah. Um, Plus his hands are occupied. True. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard to run. Isn't, you can't do like a, a, a Mission Impossible no. style Tom Cruise run if your hands are. Definitely not. Um, and yeah, so I just waited for the police to come up with this uh, with this and young. What guy. did they do? Arrest him and take him away? Um, once I saw the police coming, I <laughs> I actually did this thing. You know, when you get into like a situation where you've called like the authorities, yeah. Maybe this hasn't happened to you that much, but it's happened. happened and you're to like, was this serious enough for me to call? Am I going to have to like give my information to them? Well, yeah, there was that. I mean, it was kind of on this guy because he made the call, so I just sure. felt I felt safe to leave. But I, you know, you do this thing when there's like an authority thing, and you're like on the right side of it, yeah. And you and you're like, guys, guys, I'm helping out here, yeah. and I like, I like. Waved down. I saw the cop car coming down the street, and I and I walked up to it and like waved at it. To I was thinking that they were going to stop, and I would tell them what's happened. Yeah, and they just walked straight past me, and I felt like a little bit embarrassed. Oh, that like I had motioned for them to 
come and talk to me and they just went straight past me. Yeah. But, so I don't know what happened. So when that happened, you felt too much shame to make sure it was all resolved to see if the other guy needed any further, further help. You're just like, well, that was a um, incredible kick to the pants. There I was raising yeah. my hand out to say hi, you know, get a high five from these friendly cops. They just completely ignored me, left hanging. Yeah. Now I've got so to pretend I was waving at someone behind them <laughs> and go over and catch up with that guy. Yeah. And, yeah, I also thought maybe that, that they just got a call saying that there's a guy in the street who's been jerking off. And then <laughs> maybe they thought it was me. <laughs> if they did, they would have spoken to you. True. But well, anyway. that's, that's a little bit, of a little bit of a Monday morning wake up. Yeah. Gosh. Mm. So that's the kind of stuff that you want me to delete and misuse in like a memoriam seg- segment? Like I can take some choice phrases out of that. If you wouldn't mind. Okay. Do you want that played yeah. at your funeral? Uh, that me telling that story? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Uh, just might not be. I mean, there's lots of other stories you've told on here, which are probably good funeral fodder. Hmm. I would really like to plan my own funeral. I think I'm the only... I would have, I've got some really specific ideas about what I would like to happen at the funeral, and I think I'm the only one that would be able to pull it off. I don't really trust anyone else. I maybe you. Oh, gosh. I'm thinking you're in the running. You're in the running. Of, I'm a uh, uh, maid of honor, given these responsibilities for your funeral. Well, you haven't got it yet. Oh. I, yeah. I think the, the one um, problem will be distance. Like, I got some travel time involved. It might be something that's easier done with, like, a local in Adelaide. Wait, so you're not going to come down for my funeral? I'm going to come, but you know, like if no one, no one, no one gets to be best man if they're like an international, you know, because there's there's organizational shit that you've got to do in person, and that's just always easier with someone in the same city. I would imagine that you would be there when you die. Yeah. Uh, they'll be my last words as your as your hands are around my neck. <laughs> like the masturbation story, am I? <laughs> the weird thing is, I'm masturbating at the time. <laughs> I think it was implied. Yeah. Oh gosh, good, good, mm. good. Um, well, maybe like, look. Um, how about we do some science news? I guess Correct. it's going to be a grab bag. Let's let's just Hell let's yeah. pick some stuff. Let's um, grab at it. Play the jingle. No, that's that's more excitement, Nick. I'm going to take another take. Play the jingle. It's that time. Time for science news. science news jingle is up and easily accessible and embarrassingly i have gone and played it just by itself (laughs) on my headphones you are referring of course to our brand new uh home for all or deep thought audio other than 
I guess, the Deep Thought podcast, which is soundcloud.com forward slash Deep Thought. If you, specifically after uh, last episode's Christmassy uh, carol ending, um, thank you for all of your kind words, by the way, um, you can go and listen to those and other songs we've made and some of the jingles and theme song and all of it in high quality uh, over at soundcloud.com forward slash Deep Thought. You know, just if you ever get that itch to be like, oh, I really want to hear that Christmas rap. You know, and fair enough. It's over there. Or if you're Michael, th- listen to the science news theme. <laughs> yeah, I actually listen to all of them. Um, alrighty. So science news this week. Let's uh, let's go. Let's go hard science. Let's let's dive into this right now. New scientist reports: We have seen signs of a mirror image universe touching our own. New experiments are revealing hints of a world and reality that are complete reflections of ours. This mirrorverse may be able to solve the mystery of the universe's missing dark matter. Leah Broussard thinks that parallel universes where everything is flipped might be very real. Along with her colleagues at Oak Ridge National Laboratory in Tennessee, she's on the hunt for a universe that is identical to our own, but flipped so it contains mirror atoms, mirror molecules, mirror stars, planets, and even mirror life. If it exists, it would form a bubble of reality nesting within the fabric of space and time alongside our own familiar universe with some particles capable of switching between the two. After decades of tantalizing hints about its existence, the first experiments aiming to go through the looking glass are about to get underway. Finding such a mirror universe would not only transform our our view of reality, but could also answer questions about our own universe that have puzzled scientists for decades. The implications would be astounding. So. This is bullshit. Oh, coming in hard. Coming in hard right away. It's like this... um, physics philosophy think wank okay do you know what i mean when people like there's multiple universes where every version of yourself is i mean that's not it's there is none of that okay do you want to do you want to hear the science part of it or should we just stop there (laughs) sure (laughs) we should stop I just blurred out my first thought. <laughs> made made your decision already. That's fair enough. Mm. It's not great for the uh, the content of a podcast, uh, just to sort of <laughs> behead something so early on. But look, I respect your um, your freewheeling spirit, and I've grown used to it. Um, yeah, tell me, tell me, no, no difference really um, in substantial nature to anything about the simulation theory. But we still talked about that for a fucking hour. But okay. No, uh, nickel, nickel, cut short the uh, the interest. Well, I've thought stuff. about that one. Okay, all right, good, go on. Alrighty, um, the idea is that there is a parallel universe that is oriented exactly flipped to ours, a mirror of it, and that mirror universe consists of all of the dark matter that we see the effects of in our reality. So we think that there should be five times as much antimatter in the universal dark matter um, than we can, we've ever found because we see the gravitational effects of it, but no one knows where it is. The hypothesis is that there is a, a, a mirror reality in which everything is, five, uh, 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 everything is flipped. There is one-fifth 
antimatter and five times regular matter over there, which is causing the, uh, which balances out between these two universes, right? So all of our, all of the, okay, let me, <laughs> I'm looking at your frowning face. <laughs> I'm really trying to focus, but okay. I have ADD and you don't know I'm that. trying to, I'm just imagining a galaxy at the moment that was, was, was in my head. Okay. Um, there is dark matter that causes gravity in our universe, um, but we've never been able to find out where it is. It, 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 out, it causes all this sort of extra pull, and it should outnumber regular matter five to one, right? In our world, there's five times as much dark matter as actual matter, but we don't know where it is. The hypothesis is that there is a parallel mirror reality in which those numbers are reversed. And it's having gravitational effects on our universe. So over in this hypothetical mirror world, there is actually uh, all of our mass in our universe is having an effect on them at a ratio of five to one. Right. One of the ways, sorry, one of the ways in which they tested this hypothesis, tried to work out whether or not there was this other mirror reality here, was by measuring the decay of neutrons. By all measurements and understanding of how quickly these things should decay, you should get a time in which they decay in 14 minutes and 39 seconds. That's a universal constant. That should be how long it takes for a new neutron to decay, right? Yeah. But they ran this test, isolated these neutrons, locked them in a bottle, waited for them to decay, and they would sometimes get um, neutrons that decayed in 14 minutes and 48 seconds, nine seconds different. And they're like, how the fuck is this universal constant not behaving? How are neutrons not just reliably decaying the same way that they know that they should over and over and over again? And they tested this and they checked for errors. They kept improving their technology, tested over and over and over and over again and have never been able to solve it. And the conclusion or the hypothesis that they've now got to is that some of these neutrons are basically blipping into the mirror reality and that particle, generally speaking, neutrons, can flip between both um, our universe and a mirror universe. And so neutrons that come from the other mirror universe, they're dying at a different time to ours. So is this happening at a quantum level? Well, neutrons are not at the quantum level. But yes, they're, they're saying that if, you know, one in a hundred neutrons swapped into the mirror world before coming back and then emitting a proton, it would explain why the measured lifetime of this neutron is longer than it should be. Hmm. Well, that's cool. So I was thinking initially that there was like another reality where everything was flipped so i looked the same except i looked how i look in a mirror and everyone looks like you know that's perfectly hypothetical i write write with my left hand it's it's valid it's it's impossible to prove i think at that level of complexity but i think the implication is that at least at the very start of these universes they were if you think if you think about a big bang right we're talking in multiple dimensions now picture it happening on a on a timeline right um that extends in both directions. And the center of this line is the big bang. And it just fucking boom, all of the universe and all of the matter and everything creates. And over the time, as you head right along the timeline, 
um, I'll do it this way for you, right on the timeline. Um, you know, all of the universe expands and grows in matter and everything and time progresses in a linear direction. But it's also completely likely that starting at that same central point, at that moment, at the very first instance, heading in the opposite direction oh, in negative okay. time, you get a universe with the opposite properties so that matter and time and energy and everything's conserved you know, on whatever level beyond the universe you can conceive of, right? Okay. So you have, you have a mirror in which these two, this one singular event, a big bang in the center of the timeline, splits off and then heads in both time and negative time or anti-time, if you think of it in like a, um, a spatial sense, right? Right. And so in this other universe, which is heading off, quote unquote, forwards, you know, um, it would be, you would experience, if you're in the... Um, the mirror universe you would experience time moving forwards in the same way right you're just heading spatially in the opposite direction you know it's like two cars starting at the same starting point back to back and then driving off right um and so the idea that these two mirror universes are kind of uh balanced is supported by the way that we've measured neutrons behaving so that that makes sense I'll just I'll delete as much as level. I'll delete as much of this as possible to get to the point in which there is enough information <laughs> <laughs> passed on without it becoming too wordy. Do, can I just ask you a tan, tangential question on yeah. this? Has anything ever happened to you that you can't explain? No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't believe that. Well, I, maybe you haven't just maybe you just haven't noted them or saved them. I, I've not ever. I've never had a situation where I've been like, "What's that thing in the air?" Or like, ah, "I swear there was someone else in the room," or mm. you know, like any of these kind of you know paranormal or supernatural kind of moments. You know, I, I know I don't think you're ascribing supernatural stuff to it, but like just the, the a question mark moment where you're like, "What just happened? How did that just happen?" Yeah. I've had I had I've had two two moments that I can think of now. One was <clears throat> when I was probably about 13. I saw a man walk past the window. Well, my whole family was there and I can like still visualize it, but there was no man there when I, when we ran outside. Why did you all run outside? Cuz I freaked the fuck out. Like, we were having, like, breakfast, and I screamed. Oh, is that and your parents house? Like, yeah. And I screamed. My parents were like, what? And I was like, there was a man that just walked past the window. And then Dad went straight out, and he was like, no, that's not. Because he was like an old man. And the other one was this one. <laughs> this one. This one I still swear by, but I was a little bit stoned <laughs> by myself. <laughs> when I, I was on the balcony, and I was... Um, you know, just enjoying myself at night. And that sounds really bad. Um, I was just looking out. I was stoned and jerking off. <laughs> uh, and I was listening to music. And in the sky, I saw this like big light with like green, like a green, red, blue, and a yellow light going in a circular formation and not moving and then moving really quickly. And again, I freaked out. And I like ran downstairs and told my sister. And we weren't 
out there together and she said, I can't see anything, and then went, you've been smoking weed, haven't you? And I said, "That it doesn't matter. <laughs> she was like, I'm going back inside. <laughs> and to this day, she doesn't believe you. No. About anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I can't think of anything that's happened that my rational brain, even if I don't know the answer, couldn't ascribe an answer, which is rational. It's like, mm. oh yeah, every now and then you see something in the sky and you're like, oh, that's, that's different. But my brain will go, well, they must've just been like testing a drone or flying a jet or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that, that stuff is, that stuff is easy. I guess when you're having some sort of hallucination. Yeah. I mean, if you've never hallucinated, hallucination's weird. Have you ever done? Have you ever hallucinated? No, I the this is not hallucination, and so don't disregard it with a sneer. But my uh, migraines uh, give me this aura, which is like a right. flickering black and white sort of like interference in my vision. I fucking hate it. It's much worse than a headache. Um, really? Yeah, I, 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 it comes on before the headache as well. So when I see it, I can take some painkillers. That's the only benefit of it is I can preempt a migraine by getting ahead of it. I didn't realize it was that bad. Oh, it's, I, it sucks so bad. It sucks bad. Really? It sucks, sucks bad. Um, but like it, it starts sort of on the edge of your vision. Then it sort of like flickers in to like the center. If you're like trying to read a, um, a line of text, the text becomes all wavy or interrupted. You squint and try and oh, like follow a sentence across, but you can't like the brain just doesn't receive the visual information. Um, and it's just like having a strobe light flashing in your face for half an hour. And Fuck. it like, it sort of like morphs and like twists around. And so it will start sort of central maybe, and then like drift outwards or come in from the sides, like wave in like a snake till you can't see anything at all. Um, you know, if it ever comes on, I can't drive through it. I can't read through it. Um, it's really, it's fucking terrible. Um, so that, that I sp- it's not a hallucination because I'm, it's got a biological component, which is that the blood vessels in my brain are uh, contracted, um, and that that yeah causes the migraine. But um, it is still an imposition of my vision, and it kind of puts me off the idea of seeing you know what a hallucinogen would be like. Yeah, <clears throat> scary. Yeah, it's not it's not fun. Um, I think you are clearly the opposite. Hmm? You've, what do you mean? You've used hallucinogens. I haven't really. Once I... Uh, <laughs> once I once I did um, hallucinate a lot, but that was... That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if I should tell that one here. That's all right. Um do you uh we're not talking about specific experiences but do you believe that there are therapeutic benefits to some of that experience do you mean psychedelics and stuff yeah psychedelics or even drug use yeah for sure definitely is and one thing i mean i don't really smoke weed um anymore and haven't for like five years or so i mean i never really did because it was it would always 
you know, people use it to relax, but it would always only ever make me feel like my, all my, all of my worries and anything that I was thinking about at the time would, I wouldn't be able to stop thinking about that thing. I right. couldn't relax on You'd it. Just fixate. Yeah. But there's these, there's this dialogue. There's these things that you think throughout the day when you're, you know, sober, um, there's these little thoughts, there's these things that you know, maybe that you, I don't know, maybe you should be listening to your partner more or um, maybe you, you know that you're not trying half in, harder, hard enough in a certain aspect of your life. And I think weed, for an example, is actually quite good at make, bringing those to the surface. And if you can manage it, um, I think it could be very beneficial. Um, and it is weird that your subconscious can actually push things down. That's the thing that worries me that there, there are actually things that I'm constantly, that I'm constantly having thoughts about on a daily basis that I know about my life or whatever, uh, things that I should change or, uh, but my brain is actually creating a different reality for myself that makes it actually easier to live. Um, but it is not necessarily the true rea- reality that maybe I should be. But that's, there's no such thing as an objective sense about that kind of stuff, right? Like your brain I is mean, your ba- brain is being protective, effectively. Sure. Yes, yes, but it's. I mean, that can also be to a flaw, because you can. I mean, some of these things you should be thinking about if you can bring those to the surface then that can help i think if you can if you can balance it um but i also think you know um i've done a few other bits and pieces from time to time and you know like mushrooms was um a a is a really interesting one um because it it makes you realize that your perception your perception of reality is actually quite um, fickle in a sense or it's that you're the way that you've even down to like an evolutionary um, design not design but an evolutionary um, purpose that the way that we see colors or the way that we can't see infrared light or we don't have I mean dogs can hear things better than we can I mean this this reality that we have with our with our senses is is only there to help us survive it's malleable the material world yeah and so i think those types of realizations are, can be really profound yeah and and so you're talking about in in terms of like um the mushroom use the fact that you see the world literally literally see it in a different way that sort of opens your brain to the idea that wow this really is so subjective right sure yeah exactly yeah it's kind of it that conceptually fascinates me and and i think we're entering an era in which maybe once the boomer generation moves on a bit we'll be approaching um the, the the use of drugs in a different kind of um, scientific and medical way. I mean, 
now that weed is is legalized in a bunch of places and and there are um, more free um, as in uh, less restricted uh, methods for science to be done on on those sort of substances I think we are going to see more and more exploration as to you know what does um, what does weed do for PTSD what is you know a small microdose of LSD do to someone with I don't know a pain disorder or you know whatever there's I think there is probably latitude there for more experimentation that due to sort of very classic um, prohibitionary kind of approaches to these substances there's actually things we don't know about how they operate that could be medically and relevantly applied to you know real disorders yeah and it's it's we'll look back on this and with some of the um prohibition regarding certain drugs as pretty stupid i would think that's my guess because people i mean people should be able to unless unless they're they're negatively affecting someone else they should i think be able to do whatever they want with their brain really yeah, but I mean, you look at something like um, alcohol, and that definitely negatively affects other people, right? Um, so sure. I, I, I know that sounds like it actually supports what you're saying, but my question is, doesn't that demonstrate that we don't have systems or cultural processes to prevent that kind of harm, even if a substance is legal and, you know, you required ID to purchase it and and that sort of thing? Well, we do in a sense, I mean, with, you can't, you can't drink and drive. And, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a ridiculous double standard that alcohol, um, can be made legal and other psychedelic drugs can't, it doesn't make any sense. Well, but surely, you know, if you're thinking about it in, in the context of driving, that makes sense, right? Like, oh, yeah, I mean that. I mean, that, I was using that to say that's. I mean, those rules should be in place for sure, but you're not. You're not explicitly. Um, you're not explicitly explicitly putting rules on the actual drinking itself. So let let's say that um, LSD becomes legal, legal, right? Yeah. Um, just just for an explicit, specific example, I'm about to give. So alcohol is currently legal. You show your ID when you go to a bar. Um, they say, yep, here you go. So one alcohol um, and you drink it. There's a whole bunch of people in the room there who are also drinking. You go there with your friends, you you know, share a drink, have a chat, listen to music, whatever. In a hypothetical world in which LSD is now legal, what does that uh, form, what form does that take in which social use of these drugs is permitted or is it exclusively you can only do this if you're at home mm. or can you go out to a bar and it's like okay well, let's go to the um the acid the acid bar and we're all gonna you know all four of us are gonna go out we're not driving because we're responsible you know we're, we'll get an uber home or um you know i'll just have one tab and then i'll be fine later you know, whatever what form does that take in which they can perform the same harm minimization that they do at a bar for alcohol. Do you go in there and there's just a bunch of people off their face, like crawling over the ground? 
uh, are they expected to take medical care of these people because they literally do not have their faculties in the way that someone with alcohol can be expected to still have a drink or two and then be aware of their surroundings, not get into fights, you know, interact with a waiter. Talk me, I mean, th- talk me through, you know, if, if we're talking about, oh, people are going to look back at this time as, as so um, paganistic in the treatment of drugs. What's, what's the practical, um, what's your ideal hypothetical for how it, this enters society? Well, I don't think I don't think it was necessarily necessarily true that all if you legalized LSD, all of a sudden you had all these people like freaking the fuck out in bars and shit. Um, it, much like with um, the legalization of marijuana in um, the states, I mean that's what everyone thought was going to happen. They're going to be walking around with stoners everywhere, and I think I mean it probably has happened quite a lot that that people the the smell of weed is probably more prevalent in the air and you can probably notice people with a bit more walking around with bloodshot eyes but i don't think that it's like some i don't think it would be this crazy kind of um epidemic of trippies <laughs> but we are comparing um apples to oranges here right like yes weed is not alcohol but weed is also not a harder drug like LSD or something like that as well, right? Yes, but like I don't. I mean, have you ever spoken to someone on LSD? Yes, Maybe without knowing. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thinking back quite explicitly. I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's like with anything. If you can, if you take lots of it, then it will fuck you up. But um, I think there's a. What what are, a very manage, manageable level of that to take. Yeah, I'm not saying that you can't that it shouldn't necessarily be legalized. I'm just asking what the actual um, implementation is. Do you think that it should not be legal for like a um, it, there should be a dispensary like a chemist, but not sort of a bar style where people actually go there to have you know to get high together when it comes to I those kind of drugs. I think for yeah for any type in any type of drugs like that it should be done by a certified dispensary ideally a medical um, dispensary okay I would say and so then you're going out on the town with your friends you're going off to a concert later can you bring your um, LSD with you and and you know it's legal can I you know pop that before I head into a bar. Yes, or is I it a, so. a zero tolerance policy? No, you should be able to do that as long as you're not affecting anyone in the same way that we have like drunken distor- disorderly laws. As long as you're not encroaching on the safety or um, comfortability of other people around you, then. But doesn't that uh, doesn't that in, uh, create more um, duties of care for the, the staff members of those establishments? Uh, I mean, no more so than why? Why would it be more so than alcohol? Well, uh, you know, if if they're literally seeing things that aren't there, if they're on, you know, if they're arguing with <laughs> with a wall, if they're getting in the way of, um, you know, other there. people, you know, if they're blocking fire exits, what happens if there's an emergency? If someone needs to get in, you know, with a degree of alcohol. I think there's still a closer tether to reality. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I don't see it being treated any differently than than alcohol. I mean, if someone's really losing their mind, then you can call the police and you can call the um, you can call the ambulance. What about if someone is just is not um, uh, a threat, but they're just like they've overdone it in the way that you know if someone overdrinks and they're sort of slumped, you know, and and being sort of loud or boisterous or overly drunk, like you'd get at a club. That's not at the level where you call the police, right? Um, but all of a sudden, these people don't know where they are or what they're seeing, and you try and pick them up and put them in a taxi or whatever. They're not as receptive to that, or potentially more, um, you know, physically able to still like move around or get away from that sort of thing. Are you not then endangering your staff in a way that, you know, a really drunk person is unlikely to kick up a fight about? I don't think so. I don't think so because alcohol can be alcohol in particular can um, and does make people more aggressive, and I and I don't think that that would be true of something like LSD or mushrooms. Yeah. So we're talking um, quite a lot about hallucinogens um, at the moment, but what about you know meth, heroin, you know uh, coke? Yeah, I guess okay. Yeah, those those are interesting. You wouldn't want to, you probably wouldn't want to legalize cocaine and heroin, would you? Although cocaine was legal back in the day, you know, everyone had their even Sigmund Freud had their little snuff boxes. Yeah, um, those were the days. They used to put, <laughs> those they used were to the put days. Um, back co- when he died of dysentery and, and lived in Coca Cola. Imagine just getting a Coca Cola. And it's just just laced with cocaine. I mean, you could still from a vending today. machine. You <laughs> <laughs> can. Um, if if I think like, you know, we're just talking hypotheticals at this point. But um, even if there was, you know, some some valid, you know, use case for some of those harder drugs in which you could go and get some from a dispensary, like it's a chemist, it's 100% pure. We know that it's, you know, not laced with other shit that's going to have negative effects or whatever. And your doctor says, oh, yeah, he needs, you know, one snort of heroin in the morning to really get over his bad back or whatever. (laughs) Don't snort heroin, Nick. Uh, Whether they, like, sprinkle it into a brownie or uh, rub it onto their cheeks or... um, (laughs) You know, I, you know, do the drugs. Um, yeah. The uh, if you got it from a licensed dealer like that, surely the use case would have to be home only, right? You, you would not be allowed to use any of that out in public. Well, I, I don't really see why not, though, because you, I mean, you can already get those types of drugs legally. Yeah. You can get opioids, but are you allowed to be like yeah. legally using them? Yeah. Are you? Oh, you're talking about like medical opioids. Medical, yeah. With a okay. Prescription. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that is fair. Uh, but those the effects of those drugs are different, right? Like if you if well, you get if you get um, 
you know, like a, a strong painkiller or whatever at a mm. doctor's surgery. That's not going to give you the the high that, you know, coke off the street's going to give you. No, but I mean, uh, I'm sure there's like oxycodone and, and fentanyl and stuff that could really fuck you up. Yeah. And people overdose from those things all the time. Legally prescribed? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. The um, like I tend to agree with you that that uh, when you say that, you know, people are going to look back at this time as somewhat confusing in its treatment of these various substances because it is hypocritical, as you say, between tobacco and alcohol and those kind of things. And if weed becomes legalized, you know, as it, as the trend seems to suggest, whether there will be, you know, the next. It, it, it's not a great argument, the whole slippery slope argument of like, oh, well, if we legalize weed, then what will be next? But mm. there will be some people who go, okay, well, why not the next thing? Um, yeah. And I think there is there are nuances there which, you know, deserve addressing. Um, and there are distinctions between the effects of those drugs that deserve addressing. Um, yeah, I was, mm. cu- I was just curious as to what what shape you pictured that world being. I hadn't really thought about it mm. until you asked me. Mm. No, it's interesting. Just... Yeah. Um, can I do this new segment? Yeah. With jingle? I'm really oh. excited to play this jingle. Oh, you've actually made a jing. Yeah, what do you think I meant? I thought you'd just like come up with a, like a, a melody line. Like you'd, you'd, no, dude. You'd sing a little. You've made a jingle. Yeah, after this Christmas song. Oh, you just got I was like, own. oh, I'm ready. It's just... Uh, uh, just nice to see you sort of bring the enthusiasm to embarrass yourself on the podcast, which previously I'd been the only one doing. Um, so it's quite relaxing. Well, how is it embarrassing? Your songs are dope. Well, thank you. But, you know, it, it's the, the embarrassment is in over-enthusiasm if it feels like it's it's been mismatched. So I'm just glad you've come up to my level. <laughs> in the news today from the Strange and Weird Fact File. Well, for decades, only crackpots and crazy people Deputies did say the suspect told them he's been performing sex acts on animals since the 1970s. I told about my close encounter with the other. A sticky situation at an airport in Tennessee after baggage Turns out, the government has been taking seriously a This is Deep Thought Weird News with Michael Zuckerberg plus Sludge. Very nice. Thank you. Very nice. Oh, so this is a new segment that I've um, I've basically invented out of thin air. Whoa, 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 slow down. Did you get permission to invent a segment? Who Did you run that by the board? From? Did you pay the registration fees for jingle fees? I haven't paid any fees. Oh. I didn't know I needed to. I don't know. I don't know if we'll be legally allowed to do this segment. There's a whole bunch of bureaucracy. The fucking it is so obnoxious these days. What you have to get to to get a jingle really? on the air. I did not know that. Oh, okay. Um, well, let's just record it, <clears throat> and um, I'll just start the paperwork now. And maybe we post this in like April, April okay. or May. All right. Sorry, I didn't. I honestly had no idea that. That's all right. It's one of those things. I guess you just have to sort of do it to know it. But yeah, okay. I'll send you the sure. links. Weird. Um, okay, so this is um, this is a segment called Weird News. Um, I'm just going to 
it's just it's just gonna, it's pretty obvious what it is. <laughs> what's this What's this segment about? This segment is just a weird news story that I okay. found. Okay. Um, simple. Um, this week, I've got a couple to choose one. There's some <laughs> Nick. There's been some weird stories <laughs> out there, man. Oh, by the way, this is not to be confused with seance news, which is strictly, strictly news about the supernatural. Strictly supernatural. Um, yeah. There might be some overlap. What? Wait, okay. <laughs> the start of the se- the start of that sentence was: "This is not to be confused with." And the end of the sentence was: "There will be some overlap." I said there might be some overlap. I I'm not. So I can't. Okay. So here's what's happening. I yeah. said to you last time. Oh, it, I. I only ever got to use that seance news jingle once, and you said, Nick, I'll find you some seance news. We'll bring it back. I love the jingle. Then yeah. what happens? I wait a month. <laughs> we get back on the podcast. What have yeah. you done? You've decided, actually, I want my own jingle. I'm going to reproduce this segment, but with my own brand on it. Here's the Look, story I would have used in yours, but instead I'm keeping for mine. No, okay. So I understand your feelings and I do love the seance news jingle. I really do. Um, however, I'm going to keep it strictly so that, and you know what? I've found some, there's been some supernatural news in the in the world uh-huh. and I found some, uh-huh. um, but I mean, I don't think we should have three news segments. I think I, I think we've got more than that already because we've got George yeah. Clooney news, science news, seance news. Uh, We're basically was, just the there news. Was, there was, there was curry, curry facts. This feels a lot to me like a, a reiteration of the fun facts, Michael's facts dilemma in which my brilliant segment, fun facts, you gotta, fun facts, it's the fun facts, was very okay. quickly replaced with Michael's facts. The what? week after, in oh. which you came up with a different theme song and insisted okay. it was a different thing. So I'm sorry for bringing back, um, you know, bringing the fucking receipts. This is the second time you tried to bloody steal a segment that I've already no. created. No, 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 and no. And do your I, own fucking thing no. with it. I created Seance News, okay? I created Who it. You just wrote made the jingle it for real. It. I made it real. You brought it to life. Okay, thank you. Which is actually quite nice. (laughs) (laughs) All you did was make it exist, but that doesn't count as creating it. You legitimized it. Thank you. Okay. I'll take... I guess what I'm saying is I want 60% of the profits from weird news. Okay. If If it even passes... At the, <laughs> yeah, at the tribunal stage. <laughs> All right, so weird news this week, and there will be seance news. Seance news lives next week. <laughs> All right, first weird news ever. So exciting. All right, headline, man wakes up to find burglar sucking his toes. <laughs> a man has been traumatized after waking up in the middle of the night to find a burglar sucking his toes. The victim, 20, told the intruder that he didn't have any money, but the man responded that he didn't want cash, just wanted to suck toes, according to a police report. They began to fight, with the suspect claiming he would pull a gun from his pants and grabbing his genitals as if to do so. I don't understand that. 
Thankfully, he didn't pull out a Most gun. Most people keep their genitals in the pants, obviously. Right. After maybe this he was week, referring he lost sort of context. Maybe he was referring to his as his, to his genitals as the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, after leaving, the man smashed the victim's car windscreen and then fled. Police were called, blah, blah, blah. This is in Florida. This is on Christmas Eve, by the way. 2019. 2019. Brilliant. Um, and they... So and police took, took swabs of DNA from between the victim's toes to try and... Find... So here's, here's my Imagine question. Imagine that. Here's Imagine my question. That. Yeah. Can you sort of make this more dense for me? You know, I'm just, yeah. I'm not, not, I'm not able to grasp See, all the detail that you've given. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, if you could give me sort of just the headline, I guess. <laughs> See, this is, this is the perfect representation of <laughs> you, you and me. <laughs> One, a deeply uh, resourced, carefully read and, and translated new scientist argument. The other, a Florida headline about a man who sucks some guy's toes. Yeah, baby. What a, That's how know, I game. do it. Anyway, they haven't made any arrests, so yeah. this toe sucker is still on the loose. Everyone, so if you're in Florida... Keep your toes tight. <laughs> wear some socks, maybe. Well, they could, a burglar can take socks off, can't they? But you probably wake up. Do you reckon I up? could take my take my uh, take your socks off in your sleep without you knowing? Yes, actually, no. I'm a very light sleeper. I, I would I would know this. I would know. I would wake up the second you entered the room. <laughs> You're like, oh, what's that? Yeah, Dad, the grandpa's at the window again. Yeah, you've got to don't make fun of that. <laughs> I would smell you, and it would it would be incorporated into my dream. Okay, don't make it weird. Because you've got that very distinctive musk. <laughs> I, just to be clear, this is natural musk you're referring to, not like my aftershave or anything. Cologne. I, I don't know what it is. It just okay. Okay, so it could just be my yeah. It could be my cologne. It could be. Um, cool. I got a couple of follow up questions. Cool. So you've already said when it happened. Yeah. Very recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to know genders of the parties involved. Um, two men. Two men. Yeah, here's my other question. Do you think this guy does this as his modus operandi? Like, this is why he went into the house. He was like, looking for some toes. Where do I go? There's a guy. He's got some feet. They look pretty good. I'll sneak back there later. Or, secondly, do you think this is a fallback position? And he was <laughs> he was breaking in. And he was like looking for the like I don't know the weed stash or like the safe with some jewels in it. Maybe find a, a MacBook to fence. He walked past someone carefully who was sleeping in the other room and just uh, double take, <laughs> yeah. double take. He walked past the, the yeah. thing. He the... panicked. Huh. He panicked. The guy was like, "What the fuck are you those... doing?" You're like, "Just sucking your toes, dude. That's old." Look at those uh, five <laughs> fleshy leg fingers. I, just shimmering in the moonlight. I think. Uh, I think plans might have changed over here in uh, <laughs> Burglarville and uh, decided, you know what? I'll leave the safe. Something else has come up. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a burglar if you don't take anything? What if you take a good one? What if you take someone's innocence? Um, I mean, in this case, that's 
that could be true. That's, I think yeah, what's happened is that I think in this case it's a guy with a foot fetish. Okay, so you think this is this is the goal? Yeah, I I hope so. Weird thing to hope. <laughs> in some ways, wouldn't it be better to hope that it was just sort of an accidental thing? No, yeah, you're We've right. Like, Actually, completely one eighty. Went, went in there to just like grab a slice of pizza off the counter, and then it was like, oh, you know what? I've always wanted to just suck a guy's toes. <laughs> Seems like it's. Oh, I mean, you know, when the opportunity <laughs> strikes, you know. I just don't understand this story at all, to be honest. Florida. And, like, what did he expect when the guy woke up? Just be like, just shut up. Just shut shut up. Don't ruin the moment. (laughs) I'm nearly done. And And the victim having to call the police and tell the police this. Yeah, but... Well, actually, there's there's an interesting asterisk. Okay. Here, flip side, grinder date. Looking around for someone who wants to come suck some toes. Person gets here, turns out to be a catfish. Turns out to be not exactly what they thought it was. Mm. Starts going, thinking, mm, I don't know if this is how I want it anymore. How am I going to get this guy out of my house? He's not getting the hint. I get it. Time for call the police, <laughs> pretend that I was burgled. You know, how am I going to get rid of all of this like saliva on my toes? Well, Get a, get a swab and claim it was a crime. There have been weirder stories. True. They have. Yeah. Has this ever happened to you? Uh, no. No one that I've never known. Weird answer. <laughs> <laughs> if you've enjoyed this show... Uh, well, good news. There's uh, plenty more. And uh, if you haven't, there'll be one in two weeks. That's a promise. Uh, there's a whole bunch of ways that you can uh, get in touch with us and follow up with us. There's deepfort.podbean.com. That's got all the episodes. Grab the RSS feed, throw it in a podcast player, live a beautiful, happy life, get it on the road. Uh, you can jump on the uh, um, Apple Music Store and the App Store. Give us a rating for the feed. Go, you know, write a review. Everyone loves that. There's facebook.com forward slash deep thought. We put up thoughts. You can send us questions. It's all great. There's a back and forth. Twitter.com slash deep thought. Get a notification if there's new episodes that have gone live. Send a question or a comment or, you know, just a emoji to deepfort at gmail.com. And go listen to our jingles, uh, which will be up on soundcloud.com forward slash deep thought, including Michael's brand new. Weird news. Uh, we love you. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. I hope everyone's having a good 2020, by the way. Been a bit of a Are weird you? start. Yeah, like straight into a war. Straight into a war for a second. There was some apocalyptic fires which had killed a billion animals. Oh, uh, yeah, fuck. There's been uh, an impeachment trial. There's uh, There's some shit going down. So this is a bit of a grab bag episode. Uh, let's let's finish with a game. Um, this one, it's a, I suppose it's a descendant of former games that we've played. Uh, it's called Celebrity Height. <laughs> now you might have jumped ahead of me here. You might feel like you know how this works, but if you don't, let me run through it. We both find three celebrities each. We challenge each other to correctly guess their height. 
Great. Celebrities, of course, being famously difficult to predict, always, quote-unquote, shorter in real life. Uh, going off some uh, solid Google data here about heights, and, and let's see whether or not our perceptions of their height fit their actual heights. All right. <clears throat> Are we doing in, like, feet? Uh, that's a good I question. I, I think Google spit out in guess. I can't guess like meters. I can't do okay. the conversion. Okay, we'll do it. We'll do it in feet then, even though metric is is a better system. But I I understand. Alrighty, so uh, we'll each grab three heights. Uh, we'll go back and forth. Uh, do you want to start? Sure. Alrighty. Prince Harry, how tall oh. is he? Topical. Prince Harry. Okay. Having le- just left the royal family. Yes. Um, he probably is standing a little bit taller now. He's a bit like, oh, you know, got some independence. I think sure. he's definitely over six. I think he's probably six foot one. Fucking nailed it, dude. Did I really? Six one. You did. Holy shit. Right on the money. That's very he good. He looks like six one's a good height. What's the ideal height, do you think, for you? I think it's for all... For a guy. I think it's as in... Relative to me, do I want the bigger or smaller? Is that oh, what you're asking? Yeah, that, no, but I want to hear that one. <laughs> uh, I think I like being a little bit taller. Yeah, but I'm I'm tall enough that a a guy that I'm taller than can still be tall. I I'm, yeah. I think I measured myself because I I'd always um, said that I was. Did I say this on the last podcast? I might have. I'm sorry. I'd always said that I was six foot or whatever, and then when I actually measured myself over the Christmas holidays. I was like two centimeters oh, yeah. taller than I was. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it, someone can still be six foot and be smaller than me. So that's, you know, it's still tall. Um, all righty. Tom Cruise. I think he's the, he's been notoriously painted as short, which I think is true, but I don't think he's as short as people make it out to be. So I'm going to go five. Six. Ooh, pretty close. Five, eight. He's actually taller again than you think he is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Sorry, Thomas. <laughs> Thomas Cruz. Thomas J. Cruz. All right, Nicoly. Nicoly. Um. <laughs> nice to meet you. This is the first time that we've met. Thank you for saying my name correctly. Nicoly. <laughs> that's, what you were, that's what you were when you were young. Yeah. You were a Nicoly. How tall do you think Trump is? Gosh, that's a good one. He's he's got to be his cruise height. He's probably like five eight. So wrong. Really? Six three. He cannot. No, he's absolutely not. I'm sorry. How, how he looks tall? He, he cannot be six foot three. I'm sorry. Why do you not think so? I I would I would have guessed six four. No, I'm sorry. That is one of those bullshit Trumpism things where someone has like written the wrong height for him. What? It is like, have you seen those photos of him like painted shirtless, like dressed like a fucking 17th century Washington kind of style general crossing the Delaware or um, straddled on um, uh, like a horseback or something like that? That I'd just, I'd be shocked. But why, why do you think he's not? Because he's so squat and, and fucking fat. He seems tall to me. That's just because you're impressed by his ego. I love his ego. So, a tall tale, Trump's, according, accuracy of Trump's medical report, a new height. 6'2". Is questioned. 
According Trump's driver's license issued in May 2012 stated his height as six foot two inches. According to the report issued by the White House position at six foot three inches. So he did one one this. image showed Trump standing next to former baseball player Alex Rodriguez, who is six foot three inches. Rodriguez looks considerably taller. Okay, I send you this. I send you this image as a discussion I'm on a, point. I can see it. You can see I'm it. On the, the, yeah, I'm on the thing. Yeah, but I mean, he could be wearing different shoes. You can't tell from No, that. I think the fact that people have noticed this. Look at the same height of Trump and Barack and Obama. Anyway, six, I mean, six, I'm two, saying, six, I'm, three. Yeah, I was wrong that he's sub six, probably. But he's he's definitely not as tall as he claims to be. <laughs> you can see literal photo proof of his height <laughs> compared to people with objectively known heights. I'm surprised he doesn't wear those... Platform shoes. He probably does. Probably does. He's probably five. He's nine. definitely never had enough calcium to stop osteoporosis. So I'm sure that he's like slumped in height. Um. Anyway. Um. Good distraction. Okay. Number two, for me, Stephen Merchant. Oh. Uh, I feel like I know this one. Six seven. Oh, well done. Yeah, you're completely right. Mm. I've heard that. He he talks about it. He's yeah, I I, I thought I thought you might un- under guess, but you. That's cool. Good. I was going to choose Stephen Merchant. Yeah, good. Six. Seven. Um, last one. Daniel Radcliffe. Ooh, I think he's going to be shorter than I think. I think he's six nine. No, Six, five nine. nine. Five nine, sorry. <laughs> five nine. <laughs> he's he's two inches tall. He's actually than seven Steve foot Steve two. Yeah. Five nine. What did you say? Five nine. He's way shorter than that. He's a midget. He's really? five five. Five yeah. five? Yeah. He's shorter than Tom Cruise. Yeah. That's that's that sounds like um fucking Hobbit tall. How um how tall is Elijah Wood? <laughs> that that five, sounds five. like how long is a piece of string? Yeah, five five. Is he? <laughs> yeah. That's a bonus mm. one. Um all right, uh, here we go. Judy Dench. Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I know how tall she is? That's the whole point, right? Yeah, okay. Dame Judy Dench. Um, probably, she's probably Radder's height. She's probably, f- I'm going to go 5'5". Five, five. You're going to go for Radcliffe height? Yeah. For like a 90-year-old woman? She's on par, okay, less than that? Yeah. Fine, 5'3", my mum's height. Less. No. Yep. Five one. Five two. Yeah, split the difference. Five foot two. Shit. Five foot two is uh, one hundred and fifty-seven centimeters. Yeah, that's a full that's full thirty short. centimeters less than me. So that's like she caps off at like my my chest bone. Oh wow! Yeah, that's an image. Yeah, and that's that's how we snuggle at night. <laughs> uh, 